everyone, welcome to another episode of Trick Talks. My name is Barbara Lally and today we're going to talk to Molly. So we're going to give Molly a few minutes to join in on our Instagram live and then we are going to get started. So I see her already. Before. <laughs> no, no, literally my fault. Thank <laughs> you honestly. for being patient and flexible. I, for some reason, thought you were six hours ahead of me. You're not, you're only four hours. So. Honestly, it's so confusing, isn't it? So honestly, it's fine. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for coming. So do you want to get started? Yeah, of course. Um, so I sort of started pulling my hair out with tricks when I was about 11 or 12 years old it was when I was going through quite a stressful time in my life my um auntie that I was really close to got diagnosed with cancer and then my gran at the time as well suffered with dementia so it was sort of like the combination of those two I didn't really know what else to do and I sort of found myself starting to do this and I feel like I always sort of had a fascination with sort of split ends mm -hmm. which I, I know you've talked about in your book as well as sort of like a your way of sort of a, a distraction from it as well but I think it sort of started with that. But then once I'd sort of done a split end, I'd end up pulling the whole strand out and then it sort of escalated from there because obviously with having it, it's sort of like the sensation of it coming out. You're just like, that just felt like such a relief. Mm -hmm. so then when all of this was going on, I kind of just wanted to carry on doing that um, until, until, well, it carried on and then it got really bad um, because they passed away when I was 13. So I think from then it sort of escalated even more. And then I'm now 24 and I am still doing it. Mm -hmm. So I, it's coming up to like the 13 year mark sort of thing. But I feel like it always fluctuates depending on what kind of things going on. So when I was in like school as well, doing my exams, like it would be really bad then. Mm -hmm. Or when I was in university doing like my final major projects, I'd, it would be really bad then as well. So I think it's whenever it's whenever I'm in high stress, that's when I do it most. But I feel like even though when I am stressed, it's sort of formed a habit now. So I just find myself doing it without any reasoning to now as well, mm -hmm. which just makes it 10 times worse. Mm -hmm. When you first started, did you know it was called trichotillomania or is that something that you found out later? I honestly didn't have a clue what I was doing at all. Sorry, my voice is going out. <laughs> I didn't have a clue what was going on at all until I think a friend of mine when I was in high school sort of showed me a documentary. And then I saw in the documentary, and I was like, oh my God, like it's an actual thing. And I just started crying because I, I didn't, I just, because no one's ever told me about it before. And I just thought I was just really weird because I come from like a small village in Wales and no one else around me does it. And when I was doing it in school, people would not think I was weird, but because they, they didn't really know what was going on either. Mm -hmm. So it's just, it's just, it was just so bizarre seeing that someone else was doing it. And then from then I kind of kept on like researching and stuff. Mm -hmm. So when I was in university, I ended up doing like my final major project based on it as well, because I wanted to find more about it. But I also wanted to find about more about myself whilst I was doing it. So, like, what causes me to do this? Because it does stem, and again, my voice, it does stem from my anxiety. Mm -hmm. But um, I think because I suffer 
well it's like anxiety and depression so I feel like it kind of stems from that as well mm-hmm. um as a combination of both then it's just like it's it's like a double-sided sword in a way just because you do feel so awful about yourself after like a pulling episode as well so it's just mm-hmm. sort of it's like ups and downs with it when you found out the name and then you you know later did you know projects that yeah. spread awareness did you find that people in your community had trick or some behaviors like that yeah mm. and it, it was so overwhelming because for my um university project I released like a small video and I put it on um my Instagram and then I just had like I had so many messages and it was so lovely because it was so much support and I just felt like a massive relief because I was just like not that I've kept it a secret but I just feel like because not many people are aware of it mm. it just made me feel so much more at ease and that I could be myself properly and because people were so accepting of it and so like loving about it mm. I was just like why haven't I done this sooner or like why haven't I spoken about this more like openly before mm-hmm. um but it's on it's honestly such like a bizarre scenario anyway like when I did when I did do it for university as well um people got in touch with me from high school saying like I do this as well and I didn't realize that you were doing it too so it's just so nice to have conversations with people that understand it as well because I felt like not that I was not that I was talking to like a wall or something but I feel like it's not the same sort of compassion Mm. that you get if someone hasn't been through it as well Mm -hmm. so like when I remember um when we got in touch as well that was from when I was doing my university course and that was just so helpful for me as well to connect with someone overseas is <laughs> knowing that like people everywhere do, do actually do it without realizing that it's an actual condition mm-hmm. and like you said it's you just get it you meet yeah. someone, they just get it and there's that yeah. underlying I understand you 100 percent yeah you it's know. like you don't need to say anything else do you because mm-hmm. it's like I do this and they do go that's really weird they just go like I completely get that mm-hmm. and like it's it's completely fine to do that because I feel like when you do say it to begin with people are just a bit like like you pull your hair out like what's that about sort of thing but mm-hmm. it is so nice being able to talk about it and people are like yeah okay that makes sense because it's the same with like biting nails like that's one and then skin picking it's like when people realize that they're actual things mm-hmm. I feel like it does help them to sort of be like oh this is actually normal it's not just me being excessive or mm-hmm. it's just having that understanding about it yeah and it is so when you do it it feels like you're doing something wrong right yeah so you don't want to tell anyone and like as you saw like <laughs> no one tells anyone you know people yeah, exactly. in your high school you said you you know you live in a small town in yeah. your small town people have it and they don't yeah. And it's like, of- yeah, that that was such an eye opener because like when I knew people that were close to me that do it as well and they reached out to me, I was just like, oh my God, like mm-hmm. this is such, it's, it's not that it's, I'm trying to find the right word. It's not that it's a bad thing, but like pe- because hair is like such a taboo subject anyway, and there's so many like beauty standards and stuff around it. It's like when you do do it, you do feel shameful. So I feel like most people don't want to, talk about it as much because they're just like oh this is going against like what is like the normal thing to do mm-hmm. but I just don't think it should be like that at all because like at the end of the day it doesn't make you any less of a person it just makes you who you are and then once you're once you're actually open about it and people are so accepting of it well in my case 
they've all been exception of it because I feel like everyone has their own little thing that they do mm-hmm. so it's just it just should be something that's accepted anyway mm-hmm. what inspired you to make that video to post on Instagram I think partly because I sort of got to stage now because it's been happening for so not like so long but like when it got to a certain yeah. stage I just kind of like this is me like it's not anything that I should be embarrassed about and I just thought like if I'm okay with it I and I want to spread awareness myself anyway because I feel like more people should know about it I just thought I might as well just make that first step to just put it out there mm-hmm. and it was just like do you know <laughs> it kind of reminds me of like do you know when you send like a risky text or something yes. or, you, or you send something you're like oh my god should I have done that like when I first put it out, I was like, oh my gosh. And I just wanted to hide away for a bit because I was just like, I don't know how this is going to go. I don't know what kind of reaction this is going to get. People might think I'm just really weird. But at the same time, I was completely fine with it because I had accepted um, the disorder in myself. I was just like, no, like this is fine. Mm-hmm. And then once I'd got all that feedback, I was just like, and everyone else is fine with it too. Like this is, <laughs> everything's fine. <laughs> Mm-hmm. But it is just one of those things. It's just, it's just making that first step to, not necessarily like reaching out to. Because I did reach out as well to like GPs and stuff as well to talk about it, but they didn't really have that much of an understanding. And it was the same with like a few, like counsellors in university, that I would see. Like they, they wouldn't. They don't really have much knowledge around it. So I felt like I wanted to make it as well, mm-hmm. just to sort of start the discussion up. Just because if someone, like when when people did reach out to me, I was like, I just wish I had that communication when I first sort of discovered that I was doing it. Mm-hmm. Because you just, it is quite like lonely just because you think it's just me and I'm doing this to myself and I don't feel as if anyone else is doing this. So mm-hmm. you just feel so isolated from everything. Mm. so I just wanted to start the discussion basically I've gone off on like a massive tangent (laughs) no that's great and you know look at what you've done by by sharing your story people are coming out and I'm sure then they're coming out to their friends and then their friends it's this you know this this ripple effect because you were like hey this is me and this is what I'm gonna gonna say now you mentioned before you even made the video you were at that point of self-acceptance do you do you know how you got to that point or was it just something that kind of like clicked and hey this is me it, it kind of clicked just because I don't know if it's because I was sort of tired not tired with myself but I was like come on now Molly like you've been doing this for how many years now mm-hmm. and it's not really getting anywhere um so I might as well just accept it for what it is and what I do um but at the same time like I still struggle with self self acceptance now mm-hmm. because I feel like because it's such like it's never a straight line. It's always like ups and downs of the trick. Like it's constantly changing depending mm-hmm. on your mood, depending on every sort of situation that's happening in your life. Mm-hmm. And that's what makes not like scary, but just because it's so unpredictable. You're just like I don't know how I'm gonna feel today, or I don't know what my pulling's gonna be like today. Mm-hmm. But like, especially like during lockdown and everything with COVID going on as well, I found myself doing it a lot more. Mm. And I think not necessarily as acceptance, but like, I feel like, I think you put it really well in the book as well. It's just sort of like realising that you've got this 
like you stuff with it for like 19 years so far and like mm -hmm. it's just what it is like mm -hmm. just accepting the whole thing you're just sort of like I'm fine with this like I know it might not I might have bad days with it I might have good days with it but it's just sort of going with the flow sort of thing with it because mm -hmm. I don't know if I'm ever gonna I think it's knowing that you're never really gonna stop completely like go cold turkey because I feel like there's such like a horrible not horrible but like there is a lot of pressure on like being pull free mm -hmm. and when when I've read up on things like that it stresses me out because I'm just like how can you just stop like that so suddenly mm -hmm. because like I went I go through like random phases where I don't do it and I don't even know what causes me to like just not want to do it mm -hmm. which is really random but I feel like because there's so much pressure on it it just makes me think I don't know if anyone's really capable of doing that like mm -hmm. I don't know how many successful stories there are of being like yeah I don't do it anymore mm -hmm. because I feel like it's such a comforting thing to do um I don't know it's it's a tricky one that one just because I don't <laughs> it's just like I d being pull free is just so mm -hmm. stressful to me I, d I don't know if you feel the same sort of way with that or not oh definitely I think that anything that um speaks to perfectionism yeah you know, being perfect that is so detrimental to me I can never I can't I can't even say, oh, I'm going to try because I have tried before yeah. and I've noticed I start lying to myself. Like I had a tracker and I would like, <laughs> pull one hair and I'm like, oh, just one. I'm not going to track that, you know, and I'm having this yeah. weird like internal dialogue where I'm like lying about it. Um, and I know that some people with, um, you know, with trick, the label of trick and also knowing that it is chronic, it could yeah. be scary for me. I find it yeah. to be comforting. Like, yeah. I'm going to have forever. Hey, like, let's get to know each other. Let's, yeah. let's work together because, you know, if it was something that, you know, if, if you're sick and you take all this medicine and then you feel better, then you can have that a different relationship. This is yeah. me on my good days, bad days, happy days, yeah. sad days. You know, in between. Yeah. Mm. No, I completely get that. I, I think it's just taking each day as it comes and just seeing where it goes really. Cause like there's, there's, cause there's no cure. Like, right. It's just us trying to, because like, I feel as if no one else can really do this for us. Like we just sort of have to do it for ourselves and just hope for the best really. Because there are going to be times where like you're still going to have really stressful days and it might happen a little bit. Like probably not as, it might not be as bad as previous times, but it's still going to be there. Like I feel like it's always sort of like an underlying kind of thing that's going to happen. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And even during my, my memories of being like pull free, I would pull just not frequently enough where I would have a bald spot. Yeah. So to me, that is me being successful that I can manage yeah. pull from here, 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 not just right here. And then, you know, the yeah. bald spot comes. So, you yeah. know, it's, it is, I feel that success looks different you know i had you know someone else yeah. on the trick talks mentioned that like recovery looks different success looks different um but i also feel with being pull free and counting those days what hurts me is if i were to get to a month the second yeah. i pull again i 
I feel like that would make me spiral way spiral back again. Yeah, like way worse that time. Because I feel like <laughs> I don't know why I'm making this comparison, but I feel like it's kind of similar to like diets as well. Mm. Like you get so far, you're like, oh, I'll just have like a little treat. Mm-hmm. And I just end up eating the whole packet of biscuits because I just can. But, like, <laughs> obviously it's not to that extent, but a similar sort of comparison would be that because I feel like I feel so proud of myself for doing a certain amount of time mm-hmm. than if I did it again. I feel like it would just make me feel ten times worse because I, I would just be, like, oh, it would just be, like, a whole different level of self-loathing, I think, just mm-hmm. because, like, I was like, oh, my God, you've got this far, and then you've just set yourself back, like, back to square one again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that the conversation within yourself around trick to me was already negative. Like, I don't want to yeah. add more negativity. Like, I'm trying yeah. to be as positive about it as exactly. You yeah. yeah, and I feel like anything that sort of not sways it, but I feel like any other kind, you don't want to put anything more on yeah. your already like inner dialogue that's going on in your head because it's like, mm, should I? Should I not? Mm-hmm. And you end up doing it, and you're like, oh no, like it's just back to it's just like a constant cycle Mm -hmm. now you mentioned during the pandemic your Mm -hmm. pulling was worse mine too yeah what do you think contributed to it was it was it being home the the threat of illness what what was the yeah do you know I feel like it's definitely a mixture of things I feel like I think it's a combination of things for really. you. Just because when I finished uni, I sort of I was applying to jobs that were sim- like to do with my uni course, and then the complete all the industry just sort of went down with what mm. I wanted to do. So then, for me to sort of not really have that sort of focus, just because I was so down about it, mm. I was just like, oh, I've just finished uni, I feel amazing, and then COVID happened, and then I was just like, oh no, like this isn't going to be very good for my mental mm-hmm. health. Um, all my tricks I can feel like it sort of goes hand in hand I feel like when one's down I'm just like this is just gonna collide and go into like (laughs) pulling spree Mm -hmm. but um, it's definitely being home as well like as much as I love living at home and like the environment that I live in like to be able to go on walks in the hills and like lovely countryside it's also I feel like it's just like the, the repetitive nature of just sort of the same day day in and day out Mm -hmm. it feels like you're stuck and it's just that sort of sensation of like I feel like I'm not getting anywhere then it's the whole Mm -hmm. inner dialogue of just being like I'm a failure like Mm -hmm. obviously it's not to that extent but you're just like what am I doing like I just don't feel productive and I feel like there's so much pressure as well with like all the restrictions Mm -hmm. like to be productive like people still expect you to be at that same like productivity level even Mm -hmm. when there's so many restrictions and lockdowns in place and I feel like that pressure as well it just caused me to pull I think I think that's the main thing anyway but it's also the worry of like oh what if I get it Mm -hmm. how will this affect everything and then like will I pass it on to my family it's like the whole sort of it's just sort of escalate the thought process but I think it's definitely it definitely stems from not feeling productive enough Mm. and putting that pressure on myself to be like even when I'm in lockdown I should be doing home workouts I should be doing like getting fit um, Mm -hmm. working on me doing loads of self-care but like realistically I feel like it's not always the case because like yes you can have those days 
then you're also like we're, we're in a pandemic like yes like <laughs> it's, this is never well it, it's never like, really for us. yeah <laughs> like we've never experienced this before so our first reaction to it and because it's been on for so long now i feel like we should just be allowed to have a chills day or something yeah. along the lines of that mm -hmm. i saw an instagram post that was you know great because they're there's so much pressure that like kind of toxic positivity like hey yeah. let's work out and eat and make these lavish meals and it's like you should be like <laughs> grateful you know for yourself just that you made it through another day like being yeah. like i made it today like i made it today i'm going through a very shared super traumatic experience yeah. let me just relish in the fact that i made it another day instead yeah. of trying to get fit trying to do all these things yeah. In addition to going through this trauma where you're like, I don't know how to fully react. Yeah. You it's know? almost like, as well, like, with the trick side of it as well, like, because there was so much information, I was, I ended up stopped, like, I stopped watching the news for a little while just because I was like, this is just too much for me. I just felt too overwhelmed. Mm -hmm. And everything that I was doing was just making me want to pull. And I was just like, I just don't know how to get out of this sort of cycle. And, um it got to the point where I sort of had like a home haircut where I was just sort of like, let's just go for this because like I'd already had enough of my hair and everything. I was just like, let's just go for it mm -hmm. and hope for the best. But um, I didn't, I, I couldn't cut as much off as I wanted to just because my one side was so thin in the mm -hmm. one area mm -hmm. I wanted it to be. And then that sort of realization was like, oh, it's just heartbreaking. It was like, mm -hmm. I can't, because the problem, well, it's not the problem with me, but it is a problem because I've got such thick hair as well. It's so, like every strand of my hair is the type that you want to pull out. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so I'm just like, how is this going to go? I don't really know, to be fair. But because um, they're so thick, but then at the same time, it works in my favour because I can sort of get away with it. Because mm -hmm. my pulling spot is similar to yours. It's behind, it's on. The, it's just on the left side, really, behind mm -hmm. my ear area. And I don't know what it is about that area, but like I've tried to sort of, make the focus somewhere else on my head because I've I haven't tried like with eyelashes or um my eyebrows just because I don't really know I don't really know what's made me not want to pull those areas out but mm. it's just always seemed to be my hair for me and I don't know if it is because it stemmed from my split end sort of like fascination mm. but um realizing the sensation that it gave me and I was like I feel I feel like I'm really weird for thinking this is <laughs> nice but it's just stress relief mm. but it's just the one side I don't think it's really progressed anywhere else but it's 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 just always been there mm. I, I, it's so hard to describe isn't it because when people don't realize it's sort of it's sort of like not itchiness but it's just like that wanting Tingly. bit mm -hmm. yeah yeah and like for me this side my hair will grow back curly and so yeah, when I was that, the picture was amazing <laughs> how it was so, I couldn't believe it because when you first wrote it I was like surely not like that much and when I saw the picture I was like oh my god that is incredible just because like, I just think it's so nice having like little ringlets with it <laughs> <laughs> yeah and I and I have it again like I pulled I had them grown out everything was fine and then I have them again sometimes they'll like poke out let me see if I can find one but like, you know, I can't probably right now, but like a little one yeah. that just like sticks out a little bit. Um, and they're the same 
consistency of what I already like. And so I'm like, here we go. But I've tried this side just because I was like, come on, like, I need to give like, this side. Like, you see something else different. <laughs> and I don't like it at all. I don't, no. it doesn't feel good. It hurts. I'm like, mm. it's so weird how that works out though, isn't it? It's, it's just so fascinating how like you're just drawn to the one area all the time like nothing makes you want to change it either mm -hmm. it's just my my go-to spot and I remember when yeah. I first um did this spot because I started here first yeah um when I was like 12 and then I, I went here and I was like oh because I was touching something and some crinkly hairs were there I was like oh what are those? <laughs> yeah, I was like a whole patch of hair like this, like oh, you know. And it is so it's um hard to explain because I like doing it, like I like yeah. to do it, and it feels really good. And I would do it all the time if I, you know, let you know if I just like let myself free. I have to try to control it yeah. sometimes. Um, but yeah, it has. I always kind of kind of make the comparison to people that like it's a mosquito bite you know how people itch the mosquito yeah. bite until it bleeds and it's like pussing and stuff and they can't stop because it like kind of feels good but hurts at the same time I'm like hey yeah. me like, too you know it's like please try and make the connection in your head that this is how we feel as well they're like oh okay because some people really I am pretty good with the scratching of the mosquito bites yeah. don't really scratch them that much I can kind of let it relax some people like bleeding and everything so I'm like hey you kind of get it yeah you kind of get it and it's the same like when I because I've had like open discussions about it with my work colleagues as well because like during lockdown I've just worked at my local shop just to sort of have that getting out and doing something like even if even if it's just going to the local shop anyway yeah. it's just getting me out of the house but I've had open conversations with them and then when they realize as well because like um they sort of talked about sort of skin they were like oh I do this like is that a similar sort of thing? Like, and I was like, yeah, it's that kind of sensation. Cause like, um, people will like pick it till it bleeds. Like it is, it is a thing that is <laughs> accepted. Like it is normal mm -hmm. and it is a serious, it's not a serious thing, but it is a serious thing at the same time. Mm -hmm. It's just situations. Yeah. And I think, well, I just love the way that you are like, yeah. So I spoke to my coworkers about it. What, <laughs> like you have this, um this like super great confidence and break like I'm even scared oh to God. people about it. You're like, hey, I'm telling my coworkers about it. What? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm just telling everyone. <laughs> what? You know what I mean? Like that's amazing. You're just like, yeah, so I told everybody. What um when when did that happen? Did you just kind of come up or are you just like, hey? I think it was sort of after when I put the video on Instagram and the amount of comments that I got and they were just all so supportive. I, just, I felt as if I just wasn't scared anymore of like if I told people or not and then even if they did say something in a negative way I just don't feel as if like obviously it would upset me because mm. I feel as if anyone in that situation because it because you can't control it mm. it's like why you <laughs> please don't be mean to me about something that I can't control mm -hmm. but like it's just it's just it's nice to hear that you think that I'm confident about that sort of thing just because I feel like the reality of it is that I'm not like a majorly over, overly confident person mm. it's just like I feel like because I feel quite passionate about it and I feel like not that like I want so many people to know about it but like I just want it to not be normalized but I do at the same time mm. so I just want it to be sort of like an everyday thing so that if, if someone was ever in the situation when they were doing it, because I feel like that it all stems back to that, because I feel like when I first started, I just wish 
like it's always the thing like I wish I knew sooner that it was an actual thing and that mm -hmm. it's a whole like self-clarification for yourself um but I think I feel like I'm quite casual about it in the sense that I don't really mind that much um and because I get on with everyone at work mm -hmm. and they, they all know that I suffer with anxiety anyway but I never really mentioned the trick side of it Mm -hmm. so when because I worry quite a lot with putting my hair up just because of the mm -hmm. one side because there is like a few little patches that are missing mm -hmm. so when I do wear my hair up for work sometimes I, I get worried like in case they do see it but then at the same time I feel like if I let them know then they won't be like mm -hmm. they wouldn't point it out to me it would just because I feel like I don't know why but I feel like if someone were to point out I feel like I get defensive which is silly because they don't even know so mm. why would I get defensive about it but it's just one of those situations I felt like mm. if I had told them then it would make things easier for me but I feel like also like I just sort of want to be understanding the work understanded in the workplace as well mm. as being at home because I've got such like a supportive network at home like my mum knows about it she knew about it since the start and she's mm. been literally amazing and it's the same with my dad as well so I feel like having that support at home, I just wanted to sort of have the same sort of thing at work as well. Because mm -hmm. it's just trying to feel comfortable with yourself doing it. But then also, because I feel like I do it at work sometimes, not all the time, but I feel mm -hmm. like I do find myself going to reach to that spot. Then I'm just like, oh my God, I'm in work. I can't do this. Or I just try and snap out of it. Or just, I always, whenever I feel the urge to do it, I always try and utilise my hands. Mm -hmm. just so that I can't possibly try and like put them up towards my head just because I know that if I do that then that's not like game over but I feel like it's gonna happen mm -hmm. yeah I always say like one touch is all it takes for me yeah I'm like, ah. <laughs> oh, no. it is, it's dangerous though isn't it it's like because like obviously we can't trust ourselves as well like we can because we're our own person but like we can't at the same time because we can't control it Mm -hmm. so it's such like an inner battle to try and because I feel like I've tried quite a lot of things but I feel like nothing seems to get through all the time but it's mm -hmm. like certain things that I've done like it was similar to your crocheting like I really like embroidery as well mm. it's like the thread you can make it like as thin or thick as you want and I feel like <laughs> you can like customize your own kind of like trick but not on your head it's like mm -hmm. on a piece of art and I feel like I've always tried to have like a sort of creative outlet, like even if you're not creative, to just try and do something that sort of utilises both of your hands just so you are distracted from your head. I feel like anything that sort of way inclined sort of helps, even if it's for a little while. Because I feel like even when I'm concentrating so hard on doing that, you just sort of go in a trance, mm -hmm. like so similar to the one that you actually have when you are put in like a pulling episode. So it's that same sort of concentration, but it's concentrating on such like a more positive thing that isn't going to impact you like mm. mentally with the self-loathing after. Mm. And you're actually like, oh, that's quite nice what I've made instead of mm. being like, oh, I hate myself for doing this again. Mm. <laughs> if oh, that yeah. makes sense. Oh, yes. there. I would have times where I'm pulling and then I look and I'm like, oh, big pile. You know, I'm like, yeah. oh, geez, let me wait. Let me, you know, put it in the trash. And it's yeah. the moments where I'm like, all right, let me clean it up. Where I'm like, yeah. I've been here for an hour. It's, it's the aftermath. Mm -hmm. You're like, what time is it? Yes. 
what have I been doing this whole time? Mm-hmm. It's scary at the same time because when you don't have the concept of how long you've been doing it for, you're like, oh my God, how much damage have I actually done? Mm-hmm. And then when you said looking down and seeing a pile, it got really bad when I was in high school doing my exams because in lessons, when I was writing with my right hand, but this mm-hmm. is just weird as well because I resonated so much with what you said as well. So, because I'm right-handed, but I literally only pull with this hand pretty much or sometimes if I play about with it I do that kind of motion just to find the right hair mm-hmm. so when I was in school as well like I'd look down at my lap and I'd be like oh my god mm-hmm. it's just like the realization of like oh my god I've done this because I've, ne- I've never wanted to do it in a public sort of environment before but it got to the point where I was just subconsciously doing it like during a lesson Mm-hmm. and then afterwards the amount of like self-consciousness that I was feeling just thinking like oh my god all my classmates have seen me do this mm-hmm. what are they going to think of me are they going to like call it out mm-hmm. or what are they going to what are they going to say like why are you pulling your hair out and I, I think I'd just freeze to be honest mm-hmm. the whole like fight or flight thing I'd just be like um <laughs> I yeah. don't know because I don't <laughs> mm-hmm. and it's it's so like with trick I feel like we're so hyper aware of how we look, but then in the trance where no one else is around. So it's like, I'm so focused on, oh, are they gonna notice I don't have any eyelashes? Like what's going on? But then I get in the trance and there's the whole class and I'm like, "Mm -hmm." yeah. And do it. Yeah. It's almost like you block everyone out, Mm -hmm. but then at the same time, it's so weird because I feel like you block everyone out and then once that barrier has gone down again, you just like it just makes you feel so self-conscious mm-hmm. it is horrible yeah it's like what oh it's like oh you've seen me do this the whole time yeah yeah and i i had someone say hey are you all right like are you okay and i was just like <laughs> yeah yeah i'm good but like the whole time and at that time not only was i pulling them out, i you know do you do the lip thing where you like pull it and then like no i don't actually no okay. i've done that before like, when you mentioned it, I was like, oh, gosh, like, is that going to make me want to just try it out? And then I'm going to be like, just doing it. Oh, don't try it out. Don't try it out. But I do the lip thing. So I do the lip thing. And then I pulled the root off. And I would, like, stick them on the desk. On like, the I'm, desk. like, lining them up. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. The person's like, are you okay? I'm like, yeah, I'm good. They're probably like, no. What? Like, you don't look sick. You're okay. Like, are you sure you're okay? It's like, yeah, I swear. Like, yeah. I can't help it. Like, so I was in, like, the second row from yeah. the front all these people behind. <laughs> I'm just like pulling it out but you mentioned that your parents were extremely supportive yeah throughout this whole you know your whole life and, and with trick and everything yeah. what advice would you give to other parents that have you know have a, have a child that has trick? Yeah. I feel like I, I can imagine it would be hard because I'm trying to put myself in like a parent's position but I feel like just because I definitely advise like sort of research it first just because just sort of get the background information and I feel like having a conversation with your child maybe just to sort of not establish like what is what it's sort of stemming stemming from but just in the sense of just having that open discussion of like how are you feeling are you very stressed at the moment and then just having that sort of supportive conversation but then at the same time like I've I'd find it quite hard because I don't know how someone could not accept it, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Like, have you had anyone in your life 
that hasn't been sort of accepting of it? I, well, I think in a sense, a lot of the time when I was younger, it was like, why? Why are yeah. you still doing this? And it's like, I don't know. Like, I, for a while, <laughs> I would lie about it and say, oh, I have no idea that I do. I just don't know. I just don't know. Yeah. And the whole, the truth was that I would, I would look at myself while I'm doing it. Like, I knew. Yeah. But they, everyone seemed to want that answer. And I'm like, I don't yeah. have it. It's like, when you don't have the answer yourself, like, how yeah. are you meant to... Because I feel like even if you said, like, I don't know myself, so how am I meant to tell you, they'd mm. still find it, they'd probably find it even weirder, I'd imagine, just because, like, if you don't even know yourself, then it would just be completely, it would escalate again with that, because you mm -hmm. can't really make up an answer for it either, really. Right. Because then when you do, like when I would lie and say, I have no idea, then the conversation was different. Oh, you have no idea. Like, let's figure out this and this. And I'm like, oh, yeah. Like, it sort of becomes like a project then. So yeah. Like, let's discover why I'm doing this to myself. Mm -hmm. And I think it's important that what you said was, you know, having the conversation and not trying to find out what the reason is. Yeah. Just doing Just the research. Accepting it for what it is. I feel mm -hmm. like doing the research, I feel like the research side of it helps, like, my mum a lot for sure just mm -hmm. because it sort of puts it into perspective because I feel like when you have no information about it whatsoever to begin with then you're just sort of like you're literally chucked into this life with it around you mm -hmm. um it's definitely important just to make sure you kind of have like even the smallest understanding of what it is like or like statistics even or mm -hmm. Sort of information like that it'll sort of help equip you to deal with the situation or like if it is with your child because i feel like like if i go on to have children i feel like i'd want to even if even if they weren't showing any sort of symptoms or if i saw them doing doing it i feel like mm -hmm. even if they weren't just to have that conversation to sort of make them aware of it as well so maybe if they saw another child doing it in school or something like they'd be really welcoming to it if that makes mm -hmm. sense just to sort of have it in the environment or just sort of to have that little conversation to start it off I feel like that would be so important and I think it would mean a lot to the person as well because mm -hmm. I feel like when you feel so alone with it and you have that conversation it's just sort of I feel like for me it'd just be really nice to sort of not relaxing but it would put you at ease a lot I think yeah Definitely. And I think also, like, from what I've, my experience with my parents, you know, parents, I'm not a parent yet, but when, yeah. when something happens to their child, they want to fix it so bad. Yeah. Like, you know, like, they want to fix it, like, what's going on? And like, that they is... They want to keep you in the little, like, they want to keep you as safe as possible. Yes. And that's great. Like, I love that. I, like, so appreciate it. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, it can perpetuate this idea of like, what I'm doing is really bad. Because yeah. when I was younger, and I started to do it, it was like, we need to go to the doctor right away, like see therapist. Yeah. See th and I'm like, what am I doing? You know, why am I running all over? Yeah. Um, and I know it was with good intentions. But I do wonder, you know, when, you know, when and if I have children, if they do, you know, have trick, my reaction may be different, because I have it too. Yeah. But I wonder how they will feel because, you know, for so long, you're the only one, right, that yeah. has it. You're going to the doctor. You're going here. You're, go you're constantly being questioned. It's just like, how can I not feel that what I'm doing is wrong? It's wrong. Yeah. No, I definitely see that side to it as well because it's sort of like, 
if everyone's making such a big deal out of it, should I be more worried about myself yeah. as well? Yeah. Yeah. It's like, should I be more worried than I actually am sort of thing? Mm -hmm. And I'm, I'm happy now there is such a conversation around mental health. Yeah. Everyone is open, you know, for the most part about the things that they struggle with. And one yeah. of the beautiful things about social media even is there are people who are authentic and share their highs and their lows. It's not always... Yeah. It's Rainbow's not always, about like, your best life, like, being plastered mm -hmm. everywhere. Because I feel like that just causes people to be so down on themselves as well. Like, I get, like, I just have to turn off social media sometimes just because it can get too much. Just because you just don't want to, it's just constant comparison. Like, mm -hmm. I don't know if you find it as well, but, like, when I, I don't know, not so much, like, with, like, people with, like, lovely hair, like, on pictures. But I just feel like, oh, like, they don't have to worry about, like... Mm -hmm what we're going through sort of thing like it'd be so much easier if like I just didn't do it mm -hmm. and I get like targeted ads for like mascara I'm like do you see me the people watching <laughs> on my phone do you look I don't need that <laughs> I don't need it you know I need to start to be patronizing yeah I'm like okay yeah. I can't buy this product like report you know or like um <laughs> not interested whatever the thing is yeah it's just there are those times where you know, people have the nice long eyelashes and I'm like, well, I'm going to go glue mine on and I'll be back, you know? Yeah. It's like, it's, it's nice for some people just because they don't have to worry about that extra struggle. Or as mm -hmm. I feel like for us as well, like, because hair is such like a norm, normal thing. Like people talk about it every day. Like, oh, how am I going to style my hair today? Like, mm -hmm. how am I going to, what mascara should I use? Or like, how should I do my eyebrows? It's like, for us, it's like a whole different level mm -hmm. of, like it's almost like when they're like how am I going to style my eyebrows it's like how how's, how am I going to make myself look like I have eyebrows like how am I going to make myself look presentable like with what beauty standards are because like mm -hmm. that's one thing that I find really when I was doing my project at uni it's just the fact that like so many people because especially because like my course was hair makeup and prosthetics because mm -hmm. hair was like a big factor of it I get so worried if I was going to be like, because we all worked on each other. Mm. So I'd get really paranoid with whoever worked on my hair. Because like, my hair was really long then as well. And mm. I only had like the one section that I pulled from. Because I had such long and thick hair. I feel like everyone sort of avoided me because I was like, oh my God, that'll take too long. Mm. So I feel like that kind of worked in my favour because I was like, oh my God, thank you. Like <laughs> I wouldn't have to explain myself. But I did have a best friend at uni and I told her about it pretty much, it was quite early on, because like we both struggled with sort of like mental health problems. So it was just nice to connect, to connect on that level. Mm -hmm. So when I told her about it, I felt so comfortable with her working on me. So we just kind of alternated between the two of us, which was so lovely. And I, I didn't have to worry about it as much, because I feel like I had that constant anxiety. Like when I'd walk into like a hair lesson, I'd be like, oh my God, like, please don't pick me. I don't want to be demonstrated on. I don't mm -hmm. want to ever, like, expose all of, my, like, my patches. Mm -hmm. It's just that kind of worry for it. Yeah. And that added, that 100% added stress into a situation that is, like, quote-unquote, like, a normal situation. Like, let's yeah, get it. it shouldn't be stressful. Yeah. But like, it is for us. <laughs> mm -hmm. Oh, yes. I had one time um, a person recently, maybe, like, two years ago, the, I had, I was getting my hair done and it, my, my spot was showing and there was like some regrowth and yeah. the one hairstylist who wasn't my hairstylist, someone was like, oh, is that breakage? And I was like, no, I just pulled my hair out. And they're like, oh, okay. 
but like you know it's because those pieces were small and I'm thinking like mm, you know you're lucky I'm like feeling confident about myself you know yeah. that I share because normally I'll like cry when I got home you know literally because if that was if that was on a bad day for me I think I just burst out crying I'm like don't mm-hmm. speak to me about it <laughs> yes oh yes um can we talk about your project at you yeah, of course. tell us a little bit about that so I called it, because um, it's prosthetics as well, so it's like special effects for TV and film. So I did quite a lot of prosthetics that were embedded with hair, just because I didn't want it to be completely obvious, but I basically wanted to show anxiety as a physical symptom. So instead of it being sort of a mental health problem, I wanted to create awareness for trick, but also like with anxiety in general, sort of like panic attacks and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um so I did a beating heart prosthetic to show the panic attack sort of side to it. But every single prosthetic that I did, I put some hair inside it just because I wanted people to be like, is that hair? Or sort of question it and then look yeah. a bit closer and then sort of be like, oh my God, it is. Like, because I feel like most people react, people's reactions to that was like hair into the skin. Oh my God, that's so disgusting. Just because I know that it's such like a taboo. Mm-hmm. But I named my title Anxiety is Tricky. So it sort of played on the word, Chikotillomania. Mm-hmm. Just because I wanted to give like subtle hints and then sort of for them to sort of go on a, not like on a journey, but like sort of discover it themselves just to yeah. sort of take away from it. Like, what did she mean when she said that? Or why did she put hair in the prosthetics? Because I did sort of explain it a little bit, mm-hmm. but I feel like if people took away like interest from it, then they can sort of look at it in their own time. Mm-hmm. Um but I made two characters and then sort of like bulges on the heads for overthinking. I did so much thought behind it, but it was it was so lovely to just be able to, because I feel like everyone, because everyone on my course knew about it then. Because like when I first did it, I was like, I don't know if it, how well this is going to go, but I feel like because I did such a personal concept mm-hmm. for my project, I think that's why I got like the result that I did because I got... um I don't want to sound like I'm boasting um but I I got I finished with like a first class distinction so it's like the highest that you can get for finishing university so I I was chuffed with that just because I feel like because it was such a personal project and because it was such like a not like another weight off my shoulders but because that was the year that I put the video on Instagram as well and I hadn't spoken Mm -hmm. to anyone really about it before it was just quite a big thing for me but it was just so lovely like if I'd meet up with um, someone to record it or the photographer, because we had to do all these different um, videos and pictures to sort of back it up. Mm-hmm. Um, when I met with them, like I'd have like another open conversation about it. They'd be like, oh, so what's the um, concept for the shoot? Like, how are we going to do this? And I'd sort of explain it. And then they'd just be like, oh, okay. Like, mm. I feel like it's that sort of thing like oh okay like I didn't realize that was a thing but okay like let's do this mm-hmm. let's make it work so I feel mm-hmm. like it was just so nice just putting it out there and like all, all my pictures of it are on my Instagram page anyway like if anyone that watches this back or watches mm-hmm. it have a look at it but I, I, I was thinking about reposting some of them anyway like after this um yeah discussion as well just because I feel like I don't post about it enough. I don't know if that's just because I'm so focused on trying to maintain it mm-hmm. that I forget to sometimes post about it. But I do want to shed some more information about it just for people that um, are interested in it that I know that 
like friends of mine or family of mine that um follow my like our instagram as well mm-hmm. i feel like that would be helpful for everyone yeah that'd be great what advice would you give someone who is kind of in the in the stage where hey i, I kind of want to start sharing about my trick mm. i feel like as cheesy as it sounds I, I think the main thing is just to be yourself about it um and i feel like because what a lot of messages that i got when i first put the video up with that like that was such like a brave thing to do mm-hmm. um and i think it's just reminding yourself that it is a brave thing to do because you've kept this to yourself for so long that you need to it's almost like the first sort of step towards acceptance in yourself like although you're going to be telling other people about it mm-hmm. it's going to boost your self-esteem as well just because you're so every person that you tell is like one step closer to realizing that like I'm just human like I'm a normal person I do this like I feel like I'm saying like so many times (laughs) (laughs) but you are your own person and this is just one of the things that is part of who you are so as soon as you realize that and realistically, I say it quite a lot just because, like, you can literally do anything in this life that you have. Like, you can do whatever you want. And, like, I don't want to hold myself back because of my trick. Like, I want to be able to still be myself, still speak to people about it. I still want to be able to have friendships, relationships, mm-hmm. everything. Like, I still want to involve that with people just because it is who I am. Mm-hmm. And I feel like once you know that, you're able to talk about it more freely and when you have that first conversation with someone I feel like it's so much easier after that first conversation just because you sort of realize then like oh I know what not that I said wrong or like you just I feel like you know how to word it better the next time Mm -hmm. around that you do have a conversation with someone and I think as long as you have that the confidence even if it's someone that you're really close to to begin with just so you feel more comfortable Mm -hmm. with that sort of situation just to go from there because I feel like after the first one it'll be so much easier mm-hmm. I, I don't know if that's really helpful no but, it's great no but because... I think it's just who you are as a person like everyone has their own thing and I'm sure that when you do speak to someone about it they'll be like oh I do this or um they'll probably say that they do something not like along the lines but they Ooh. might I feel like it is sort of like a because they relate I feel like people do relate when you say things that are personal so Mm -hmm. they might bring something up that's happened to them or an experience that they've had that might be similar-ish or along Mm -hmm. the lines of like the whole mental health or anxiety because if you sort of explain that it does come from like an anxious place or that kind of thing they'd be like oh I I feel anxious sometimes or but I don't do that but I do this Mm -hmm. it's like vice versa I feel like they'd open up as well because it is such like a I'm trying to think of another word for personal (laughs) because I've said that quite a lot but it's just like it's such an intimate intimate (laughs) it's such like an intimate thing that you do yourself and then when Mm -hmm. you share that with someone else they might share something intimate with you as well and I feel like that would just grow as a relationship as well Mm -hmm. and I feel like when I've shared I've never really gotten the response that I thought I would get because yeah like you're so weird they're gonna think you're so weird but everyone was like oh cool okay yeah it's so weird because in your head you think of the worst case scenario Mm -hmm. you're gonna like 
you just think they're gonna hate me they're gonna say that i'm weird they're gonna say that i do this or whatever but then when you actually do it you're like oh that wasn't as bad as i thought it was gonna be <laughs> so you feel so much better after it's happened and i feel like you just work yourself up so much and you put so much pressure on like to tell someone or making that first step but then when you actually do it you're like oh that wasn't as bad as i thought it was going to be at all and you just feel so much better oh yes and i love when you said you mentioned to the photographers for your project yeah they were like okay like that's a wonderful response just yeah just just saying okay or just being like because i feel like that's like one of the not like the best things you can say like obviously there's a lot like nicer things to say more (laughs) supportive than okay but it's just having that just in a positive way that's all you need to do you don't because I feel like when you first say it to someone, I've had people look at me like, mm, like, mm. and then they'd be like, okay. But it's not in like, like, okay, you do that. It's more like, okay, I don't understand why you do that. And it's like, well, mm. I don't either. So we're both in the same boat, really. But <laughs> it's just, <laughs> do you know what I mean? It's one yeah. of those things. Like, as long as you're sort of positive about it, because I feel like everyone has their own thing. So mm-hmm. you shouldn't, don't be embarrassed of it. Like, don't let it control your head. As much as it does control your head and how much you do it, I just feel like you just shouldn't let it control your life. Because it doesn't... It shouldn't. As much as it does control you. Yeah. (laughs) It shouldn't let it control you to the point where it's stopping you from doing stuff that you want to do or that you want to, like, do to make yourself feel proud of yourself. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Well, this has been an amazing conversation. And I thank thank you for having me again. (laughs) I can't wait to have you on again sometime soon. Oh, I'd love that. Do you have anything else you would like to say before we wrap up? Not particularly, really. It's just like, just because um, this art Instagram is, um, it's not a private one, it's open. So if anyone does want to message me about anything or anything that I've talked about, just feel free because they are always open. Just because it would be nice, like, if someone did have it and they didn't want to reach out or it's just making that first step, like I've said, about 10 times already but like if you do want to message me message me because I'm quite an open person anyway with this well thank you so much Molly it's been great thank you take care see you soon see ya bye